I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, you know what it is. This is The Big Douglas Show. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Make sure you jump in the comments. Tell us what you think, and we'll give you a shout-out uh, on the show today from the Burgundy Zone. Kyle, how are you? I am doing great, Doug, unlike everyone else on Twitter today, it seems like, and the YouTube uh, comments. It's insane. Not not uh, unexpected. No. Still uh, crazy. And all the way from the UK, Commander Burrow, how are you, my friend? I am good, Doug. How are you? I'm like Carl. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm unlike most of uh, the crazy world that we live in in a minute. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm good, my man. I'm good. Uh, everybody knew it was common. Uh, commanders for some time now uh that was no big shock even the owner said it this morning like the worst kept secret in dc i i I went and scoured a couple of things from the internet real quick i'll pull them up and read them to you that i kind of and talk to some people you guys get the opportunity to talk to folks like i do but uh the jerseys jerseys are made by nike you know washington didn't have like a, a design team in there that came up with the with the jerseys. That, that's on Nike and Washington signs off. So people that were like, oh, Washington, this and that, that's a Nike deal. So be mad with them if you don't love the uniforms. I, I, I like the burgundy ones. I like the black ones. You know, I've wanted black ones for a while. The white needs some uh, zhuzhing, as they say, on that <laughs> red to burgundy. But other than that, I kind of like that too. Kyle, you had your hand up. Yeah, um, I love the burgundy one. I called it on Twitter earlier. The Charizard version of our burgundy jerseys is kind of the evolved version at the highest peak. I think that looks incredible. I thought they did a very good job with it. The black jersey, I absolutely love. Um, Everyone knows I've been clamoring for the black camo jersey for a while now. I thought that they incorporated that into the shoulders perfectly and the neckline um, for what I could see. But I'm not even sure if it's even black. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's, it's like, like a charcoal metallic. gray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm even cool with that because I think that looks incredibly – I think that's really well done. The white one, I said it earlier, I felt that the stripes on the side of the arms, that needed – instead of it being black, that needed to be gold. And then the outline mm-hmm. for the number itself needs to be gold. I know some guy on Twitter had already done that himself, and he sent it in and showed it to me. I thought it looked it's great. Slick. Yeah, it, it looks so much better than what was put out today. That's look, correct. I've said it – I said it earlier um, – Look, it, this is just a start, and it's a great start at that. Just comparing to what we've dealt with in, in the past with the uniforms and stuff, I think this is the right start to go. They they can now build on it, listen to what people say about it, and actually this is a constructive criticism. I love it. You mentioned the uh, camos. Jason Wright, per John Kimes' article, said that there will be another jersey by 2024. I think most of us know that's a camo. That's not necessarily big news. Uh, Andy, their matte helmets, other than the black ones, are you a fan of the matte helmet? I personally am. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I pretty much like, I'm with you guys. I think the helmets were on fire. I, I think apart from the white jersey, that might, like you said, Doug, that, that might take me a little bit of, a little bit of Atlanta Falcons for me. But I'm down with everything that we've we've put out so far. Um, the way that I've seen it, and it, you know, you can't really express this on Twitter because you only get so many characters. We've gone through everything with the Redskins. That we then went to the Washington Football Team. All we've ever asked as a fan base is is us for us to start something. 
well, surely that starts today with the Washington Commanders. And we're part of this now. And you can either get on board with it. And don't get me wrong. Like we've said, I've heard Carl, I've heard on you, show, I've heard Doug, you talk. And I've spoke about it. There's always going to be people that's upset. Hmm. Always going to be people. Anything involving Washington will upset someone. But this is a fresh start for everyone. And, you know, you either want to get on board and, you know, come along for the ride and this will die down in two to three weeks and everyone will start talking quarterbacks and drafts and free agency and yada 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 but we've got a base now which we haven't had probably since you know that when we were the Washington Redskins we went through turmoil with the football team no one really liked it we were like well we're called the football team we have something now to build on and I personally I think it's brilliant yeah the helmets I think are great um I love the black jersey the uh the logo the the patch on the side Mm. I've already booked, my wife's close by, it doesn't matter. I've already booked a tattoo that's going on my arm of that. Um, that's hmm. happening. That's happening that's awesome. next week. That's either happening next week or the week after. I'm on, I'm in, I'm on board. I mean, what do you do? I, like you guys have seen on social media. Oh, I'm not supporting the team. Now. Okay. that That's fine. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, but let us people who want to get on board with this and be proud of our organization for what we've done today, be happy about it. And yeah, let's, let's see where this takes us, man. And Doug, I wanted to get your opinion real quick. I'm not sure, sure. if you're going to stay on it, but I know I've gotten a lot of mixed reviews on the black helmet because it has the W on the front and then the numbers on the side, which kind of translates from what the helmets have been for the past two seasons. What did you think of that? It's also, if you've seen the reverse of that, which I saw earlier, the uh, DC stars and stripes are on the back of that helmet as well. That slick. Also, there's a there's a there's an interesting. Uh, casing for the name on the nameplate on the black ones. The W, as I was told, and I think maybe Jason Wright's the one that said, when we drop the helmet and run into you, we want that W left on you. (laughs) Whatever. Again, Nike does those. I I could go without the W in the front. Um, But on the list of things... things are, are they allowed to have different helmets? I'm not sure. Wasn't that rule changed? Yeah, that's what. I, that's that's right. And I've been on that one that I, I had thought that there. In fact, I thought maybe the whites were going to have like a glossy burgundy helmet, and that the burgundy would have the matte. I thought maybe at first there were three. I still think there'll be a third helmet when they do the camo. Uh, but yeah, the and that's due to what you said, Kyle. The helmet rule where the base color. People always ask this all the time, right? Well, how come some teams get to do a throwback helmet? They don't. You have to use. You had to use the same belt if you stripped off stickers or added stickers, whatever. But the main color had to be the same. So that ended this year. So I think you'll see a lot more people go there. Yeah, uh, I, love the, I love the matte look. I think that's very, mm-hmm. very clean. I think that makes the too. most sense for Washington. It's very sleek. It's solid. I just love the look of it. I I loved everything. I know it's hard for me to kind of pick pick uh, picky at it, but the white one was obviously I think the biggest gripe for everybody. I just wonder. How would the black jersey look with the matte helmet? I think that would be sleek as well. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a night game? Can you imagine our first yep. game under the lights? Man, yeah, and that's, gonna, yeah, and that's what I was saying about the black jerseys is that's for night games and that's for special mm-hmm. end-of-the-season games. That, like, that's what I told people, too. Day. It is an alternate. Like, once or twice yeah. a year is what you're going to see yeah. that black uh, black uniform. for it, baby. Woo! <laughs> I am, too. Uh, they'll, they're working on a mascot. Um, I don't think anybody has a firm grip on what that may be. Uh, they they are working on a new song. Uh, Jason Wright told me that they'll be reaching out to the fan base to get people to kind of put that thing together. I know people are tired of hearing about getting asked the fan base. They did real quickly on the on the wolf thing that I think is worth noting. Noting is that Kansas City Chiefs have the right to that mascot. They already use a wolf, mm-hmm. 
And I guarantee you that the owner of that franchise was not interested in giving up the wolf they've had for 25 years in case three years down the road, they're not able to use chiefs anymore and right. they become the wolves. So that, that wasn't because the organization didn't want it. And it wasn't because they didn't want to pay up or fight hard enough. I mean, the title of the AFC trophy is the Lamar hunt trophy. You think they're letting the family, the hunt family just lose the wizard or the uh, wolves if they would. No, that was never going to happen. So I think people would need to realize there was way more to the just ponying up for the red tails. Yeah. Than, and the uh, one or not red tails, but red wolves. And the one thing was like the wolves whole thing with the chiefs, like, obviously they're like, let's just put it in perspective because this is regards to the hogs and people wanting the past to be linked with the new name. And my whole thing is when the chiefs change their name in maybe 10 years, probably less than that, 15 years, but let's just say it's 20 years down the road. Do you really think that they'd be basing their new name off of this Pat Mahomes team and the championships that they won? No. And that's my whole thing is like, yeah, the past is great. You should honor it. It should be a part of you, but it should not be your identity because that mm -hmm. was only one brief period of time. Other teams are not renaming their squads because of what success of a previous right. team that they had there. It mm. didn't make sense to me. That's what I say about us as well. There's only, don't get me wrong, we're all proud and we all like looking back. But there comes a time in history where you have to stop looking back. You know, I used to speak to my grandfather all the time. He didn't want to talk about the war every single week. He wanted us to move on and go, yep, that was a period in time. It happened. Let's now move on. It's kind of the same with all these people of like, well, how have they honoured our history? How have they done this? There has to come a point in time where our generation, uh, Carl, you've got kids, I've got kids, and we've all got families. That it, it, Everything moves on. Yes, we will always honour and be proud of the Washington Redskins history, but there has to be a cut-off in time. Like Carl said, you know, they're not going to be the Patrick Mahomes team in 20 years. You know, this Washington Commanders team now is going to be exactly the same. Today is that start of that cut-off. And we now build from here. Not everything's being rolled out today. There's, you know, like, like you guys pointed out, fight song, mascot. That's, it's all going to take time. All these people, why wasn't this done today? You've had two years to do that. Let's slowly, slowly, we've literally just put, you know how hard it is to get a team name? Everyone's like, you've had two years. Yeah, to be honest, they've done quite well to do this in two years. This isn't a, this isn't a click your finger. This isn't a click your fingers and this is done thing. This is a, this is a big, big thing that's going to go down in history. Yeah, and I love that when people say, you've had two years to do this, and this is what you came out with. Well, first off, it's a year and a half. And secondly, when Jason Wright came in, it wasn't like, new name, let's get it started. <laughs> they had to rebuild the franchise based on yeah. the toxicity that was there before. They actually had to build up the organization to actually look and be professional first, and then they started mingling in. So I, I know that people love to say that, but it's absolutely ridiculous. But, Doug, before you get going, if there's one thing for certain now at this point, I'm pretty sure the Washington football team is not consulting, uh, looking to get consulting from the rally captain for the new song. That got destroyed. No, I, I saw that on social so. media. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> him, and the, him and the Rev were on one today. I saw in the, yeah. uh, in the team store. Uh, <laughs> you talked about – that was, I, I know. It's all love. Uh, uh, you were talking about the old and, and the new. Uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned this, and I wish I could had written it down so I could give him credit for it, but – uh, his thought was, no, reset all the numbers. There shouldn't be any numbers retired now because those were Redskins players. And hmm. the com the uh, I keep wanting to say Commodores, the Commanders, uh, don't have anybody that has ever played for them. Uh, so I don't know. I was curious what y'all thought about that. You can go, Andy. Um, I quite – I think it's still – again, people, you want to honor the past and they're saying, you know, 
Taylor, Sean Taylor didn't play for the, the Commanders. Riggins didn't play for the Commanders. But it's the way that you see it. I mean, I've got no issue with a Sean Taylor jersey being on a Commanders jersey. You know, it's still, it's still honouring the past. You know, we're still honouring the great players that have gone by. They, you know, look at all the alumni that were there today. You know, so they, they, they wouldn't have got on board if they, Fred Smoot and them guys wouldn't have got on board today if they didn't want nothing to do with it. So I'm okay. I personally, would I buy one? Probably not, because I've got a Redskins jersey with Sean Taylor and all them guys. But I've got no issue with people. I saw loads of people tweeting today. Oh, I'm getting a Sean Taylor one. I'm getting a Riggins jersey. I've got no issues with that. People get so caught up on this. How dare you get this? That's a Washington Redskins player. Just take a minute and calm down. People can, people can I said it say, people can fan how they want to fan. Let them be. If they want to get a Sean Taylor Washington Commanders jersey, let them do it. There's no great... You know, it's, it's and again, that's a Nike, that's Nike's call. It's a Nike call. Washington yeah, had I mean, nothing. That's... Okay, Washington maybe had to little veto this and have some say in it, but yeah, it's a Nike call. Washington have literally handed this to Nike, and you know, you see it all over sports. They wear it with our soccer teams, like great players of the past are on jerseys because they're they're synonymous to that organization. Sean Taylor will always be synonymous to the Washington Redskins, but that doesn't mean we have to forget him now because we're the Washington Commanders. If you want right. to have his name and number on your jersey. So be it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've got I've got literally zero issue with it. But yeah, like you know, you scroll through social media and you'd think it's the worst thing the team have ever done. Hello, that's one of the least problems we've got right. coming. You know, <laughs> yeah, and look, yeah, I, I, you might try I, winning some ball games. Yeah, right, thank let's, you. let's do that first. But like regarding to the retired of numbers, I think that that would be reserved for asking the players if they're still alive, of course, and their families, living families existing now. Before anything has changed, if they don't want to be associated with the commanders, that's fine. Like you don't, your name doesn't have to be up there. You'll be forgotten about. But if you want to be a part of this franchise, you want to be a part of the future and still be remembered with the past, then yeah, let's bring the name on. And I, I, I wouldn't like to straight up go ahead and say, yeah, your name is wiped out from the history. Cause I think the history should be brought over and incorporated into it. It just shouldn't be the identity. So I would rather go down the path of asking them, Hey, do you still want to be remembered? And if, if they say yes, then let's do it. Let's rock. Mm-hmm. Well said. The uh, the hashtag people were so concerned about the hash and Twitter people drive me crazy, right? Like they were so worried that the whole rebrand had to have a good hashtag, uh, which I find incredible. But take command. I mean, is that something that uh, it's a little long for my liking, but I guess a little shorter than Washington football. Put it this way, Doug. If we please, come, to, if, we're the, me, if we're the end of September. And the Washington Commanders are five and zero. Oh. Right. Who in the blue hell is going to care about a hashtag? Why are we getting caught up on hashtags? You know, I get it. It's it's fresh in the memory. It's happened today. So people are like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. It's a hashtag. You don't have to use it. If you're sitting there with your with your phone out, don't put the hashtag. It's quite simple. If you don't want to put, don't take command. It's as easy as that. I mean, this fan base is. I'm with you, Doug. Twitter. It's, sometimes it drives me absolutely crazy. You know, can. And I'm kind of of the ilk now. Let's just get to talking about football soon. You know, this will be good for a while, but we've got much bigger issues. We haven't got, a, in my opinion, we haven't really got a quarterback. You're saying that we're going to rather start arguing over a hashtag? We haven't got anyone to throw Terry McLaurin the ball, really. We're going to have all these nice, shiny uniforms. We haven't got someone to throw him the ball. We, You know, we haven't got a middle linebacker. I'm more worried about things like that than take command. This is what they call a segue, a perfect segue. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> uh-huh. So one of the other things I had on my list here is, I've, I'm sure you guys have been told, it's been reported, um, 
the, the team's going to swing big at quarterback again this year. It's not fair. I, I, I want to say this, and I say it all the time. It, it's not for the first time. They swung big last year, and they missed. You know, they didn't have a golf to return to Detroit, and Detroit was doing Stafford a square one by mm-hmm. sending him to L.A., which is where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So this notion that we just didn't try to fix the problem last year, and you gents know this, nationally they were high on Fitzpatrick last year. Like they even went out the very first day of free agency, signed what they thought was the next best option. I will say this, they're going to go huge. I expect it to be Russell Wilson. I think they'll do everything mm-hmm. they can. Uh, I've heard Watson, but I've also heard Watson is so far away from getting done with court, it seems like it's not worth wasting time. Uh, then you've got Derek Carr. You'll have to worry about whether the new regime wants to keep him or not. The owner of the Raiders is not a, a Derek Carr guy, which I think is interesting. Uh, so every time people are like, why would you blow it up? Well, I think they look at Derek Carr like a uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm not sure the owner thinks that he gets you over the hump. Uh, Kyle. Uh, yeah, the only thing I was going to say in regards to the Watson thing with the you you saying that his basically his court dates are not going to be coming to end anytime soon, right? Well, you can also use that to your advantage in being able to to dumb down the the value of Watson because you don't because that future is still up in the air, and so you can say, look, man, he's not worth two first rounders and two fir- second rounders at this point because of his court cases. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll work with you here just in case we'll give you a first and maybe a second next year. And I think that is something that they could really use to their benefit in uh, in acquiring a quarterback. Now I'm not saying Watson, for example, because we don't know how Ron Rivera and company feel about Watson. Like on an interview basis, you have to be able to click with somebody. Don't know if they really like that kind of character of a person based on everything that he's being accused of. But just to say that that court thing could really be used in their benefit if they are trying to go get one. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've we've moved off of it, but I do want to hit on this uh, Tony Shivers post because there's no doubt. I, I was talking to this with my wife earlier today. Like it took less than two years, and people were like, "Ah, football team's great. Let's just uh, do it." You know, like and nobody, nobody liked the team. So believe me when I tell you, Commanders will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Russell Wilson, I think, is the one that uh, will headlight the group. Yeah. People ask, Swaggy asks me all the time, well, why would a guy want to come to Washington with all the problems they got? Well, I'd suggest that a top five offensive line and you get to be the face of a rebrand. Mm. Uh, that's why you would want to come to Washington. I mean, seriously, how many times do you get to be the face of a, of a brand new NFL franchise and or a complete reboot, which is what this was, whether the people you know, appreciate it or not? Right. Uh, And like it brings into the aspect of I think this comes down to who you are as a person. Do I want a quarterback here that is second guessing coming here because of the circumstances permitting? No, I don't want that, dude. I want the dude that says, "Okay, nobody else can do it. I want to go ahead and try and do it. And that's exactly what Ron Rivera did. Everyone knew what the toxicity that surrounded this franchise, what it would mean to bring them back up out of it. You'd have to repair all of it. That's the kind of guy that I want. Are you really looking towards being the dude, the guy to rise us up and bring us to prosperity? That's the kind of quarterback that I'm looking for that I would trade big money for. Not not any of these dudes who are picky, like, oh, I don't know. Like, what are you doing? No, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Jimmy G for two-thirds? Mm-hmm. Don't say that to me, Doug. Yeah, don't, I'm just telling you. That that's I'll tell you the list. The list is going to be something like you know, I, I, like I said, I think Russ is number one on their wish list. I bet a clean Deshaun Watson is number two on their list. Uh, 
I guess if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to come, I'm not sure they're going to tell him, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, cars on that list. And, and then you're going to get guys like Jimmy G, if you can get him for a song. And if not, then you'll be looking at a, like Trubisky from the Bills. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to smoke toad venom up in the mountains in Denver, dude. That's what he's looking forward to. That's he right. loves that stuff. Mm, I'd be in for, you know, I think the good thing is that you could probably get like a Russell Wilson and someone like him might, he might be, he could, the way that I could see it in his mind is he could get us to where we want to be and then pass the no torch. Doubt. So who's to say that you couldn't draft someone in the later rounds this year, sit them and say to him, like, hey, look, you are going to learn from one of the greatest for a season or two. Properly groom them. Don't just take someone at the draft and then in six, seven months expect them or the end of the season to go, right, you're in. Let's right. properly integrate them into the NFL. Russell Wilson's still got some good seasons left in him. He could be the man to elevate us to where we want to be as a fan base, as an organization and as a team. And then within that two, in that two seasons, the guy that we draft now in 2022 in a couple of seasons under Russell Wilson and under his tutelage and learning everything that man has to give, then he could be ready. Because at the minute, what we're, people are saying is, well, okay, well, let's get a Wilson and then once and draft now. And in a season time, we get the guy that we've drafted in. That's not how you build something special. You know, exactly. you, you might put him in for a few snaps here and there when, the, you know, a game's are a blowout. And we've all been there. We've all seen it. But let's have some, let's build something and let's do what Washington haven't done before and hit the panic button. Yeah, dude, well, and your, to your point, that's what Russell Wilson did in Seattle. Mm -hmm. They didn't have really a history before he got there. Once they got there, they really started. They had the Legion of Doom or whatever, uh, Legion of Boom or whatever they had there, and they they built something. So we're, so Will, Watts, Wilson could come, come here, look at it, and say, I could be a legend in two different cities, and while doing it, well, everyone said that we couldn't. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that makes a whole lot of sense, Andy. I'm right there with you. Let's take the last five or six minutes here, uh, and if they don't, if they swing and miss, uh, and then they're drafting, which a lot of people want anyway, uh, I've been told at 11, if Pickett falls, that's the guy at 11, they'd run the card up. Now, I know, Kyle, you have started doing the work on these quarterbacks, so uh, this won't be a full-blown scouting uh, notebook episode, but why don't you get into some of the guys that you like? Um, and some of the guys you don't like there at the quarterback position. Because, again, what we've learned in the playoffs is if you ain't got one, you ain't got one. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Doug. And that is the reality of the situation and what the NFL has transformed into. But so my biggest thing is it's not necessarily me not liking these quarterbacks. It's more of more so of can we still add talent to this roster with that first rounder and still be serviceable because what I'm what I'm concerned about is using that 11th overall pick on a quarterback. Let's just say Kenny Pickett, and all we have is Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas. I would like to add some more better weapons that are consistent um, on the outside for the quarterback to flourish and do well with. And that's where I'm kind of concerned because I don't believe that Matt Corral, Sam Howell, and those guys are going to be able to be there in the second round. So I'm looking at that second round, possibly maybe like a trade up into the back end of the first for that fifth year option. I know the NFL. You know, I love that. Yeah, they you know, love, love that, that for moves. quarterbacks. Um, and, and it wouldn't be that far of a jump. I mean, we saw last year that when we were doing hypothetical trade backs for Washington, I think it was like a third rounder it would take just to move up to 19 from like 27. So it's not going to cost all that much to get back into the first round. But 
once I'm sitting there, the reason why I like Desmond Ritter is because he looks like a skinnier Cam Newton to me. And coming out, Cam Newton was not accurate with the football. He didn't run a pro-style offense, but he was he kept his eyes downfield. He was able to stand tall in the pocket and be able to run the offense. Now he needed to get better at what he needed to do. And the same thing with Desmond Ritter, being able to hit those checkdowns. But that's why I think the Senior Bowl is so important. Because all of these quarterbacks, minus Matt Corral, are all on the same level, going against the same competition with the same coaches, and let's see who flourishes. And so if I was going to say the pocket quarterbacks, I would say Carson Strong is number one. Um, Number two is Kenny Pickett. Number three at that point I think is Bailey Zapp. I think Bailey Zapp in the pocket, I think he's a lot like like a Kirk Cousins but less of an arm kind of way, better way to say it. But Desmond Ritter is my guy. I think that if you get him in your second round pick, I think that is a slam dunk right then and there because then you can add that other piece with that first rounder with all the quality wide receivers that are there, Doug. I, I can't pass up that talent. It's interesting when uh, I had Jason Lock on four on a couple weeks ago, and he said people around the NFL say that if there were no injuries for Carson Strong, if that knee hadn't been reconstructed a couple times, he'd be the number one overall pick in the draft. Dude, when like he's his running, processing. And I know he is not the most agile, but his processing is elite. It, it, it is elite. It absolutely is. The funny thing is, when he's running outside of the pocket, he looks like a forty-year-old Peyton Manning. You know, it's just like <laughs> he looks really awkward doing it. He's slow as yeah. heck. You know, he's dragging butt getting out there, just like Peyton did. Like whenever you saw Peyton get out of the pocket, you're like, you know, Peyton doesn't want to do that. He's pissed mm-hmm. that he's running right now. And that's how I feel with Carson Strong. The uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This wide receiver class is another deep one, right? So you technically could still go receive or a uh, quarterback and get the one that you absolutely want. And I know they're high on Malik Willis too, uh, because of the of the person he is. Uh, not to mention he probably has the highest uh, uh, ceiling of anybody in the group. Uh, but you could go there and then go receiver in round two. A guy like George Pickens out of Georgia may be available at the 42 spot. Uh, and I think he's got wide receiver number one potential all over him. Yeah, with, with Malik Willis, my biggest thing is that Malik would need a year um, because he doesn't hit his checkdowns right away. He's not able to really orchestrate in the pocket as a quarterback should. Like if you watch Joe Burrow in that game in the AFC Championship, you'll notice a lot early on in that game he was hitting his dump offs to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was picking up first downs. They were moving the chains downfield. As a pro quarterback, you have to understand that that is there. You have to know the timing of that. You have to hit it at a certain point and for them to be able to pick up yardage. That's where I'm kind of worried with Malik Willis. But in looking at it from a vacuum with Malik Willis, on a play-by-play basis, you would need to dedicate one defender to be able to spy on him at all times because of his athletic ability. So that automatically is a positive for you. But if you're starting him day one, you're going to have a very, very long season with Malik Willis and possibly maybe like an injury or two. That's why I say like a year, because he's going to have to be able to adjust to those that pocket kind of and the play breakdown. Jimmy G for two years. No, no, don't say that, dude. Oh, duck. Look, I, you, you know, you've never seen Ian Cummings oh, and G and Gar- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the same room at the same time. You never it's a bit that. like uh, it's a bit like you and Derek Carter. Yeah, that's true. That's a good mm-hmm. point. <laughs> I can't oh, really ha- talk again. Have you bought any new merch yet? Yes. Uh, yeah, I got the I think the black T-shirt uh, that would come out today. I think everyone's it waiting for the black. Slick. Yeah, I think everyone's waiting for the black jersey to drop. That's what loads in our little Washington UK WhatsApp group we've got. Everyone's like, "When's the black jersey out over here?" Because we can't get it yet. But mm. yeah, I think I like the. I'm going to get the burgundy gold one. I, I luckily, if I look to my right, my wife's here. I have a birthday next week, so <laughs> you never know. 
Hey, the one thing I will say is Washington has really never been able to like perfect the yellow T-shirt um, mm-hmm. kind of merch. And I think that this commander's yellow tees, I think they absolutely knocked out of the park. I think it's perfect. It's simple. And it it's something you could actually wear because I don't like to wear gold or yellow. Um, I was but, just saying that earlier today. Like, that's why I was glad they did the black shirts because I'm with you. I generally don't like wearing yellow. No, nobody really does. I mean, it's such a bad color. But the gold, it makes sense with the new W that they're uh, bringing in. I think it really does click. And for the first time ever, it looks really good. Um, but I will say the one sweatshirt that they had, it was like the gray regular like you know, pullover thermal hoodie. The hoodie with, the, hoodie with the crest on it. Yeah, with the crest on it. I thought that was pretty slick. I thought that looked really good. Um, but I, I hope that they are bringing in – I'm not sure if you guys remembered, but Coach Rivera, the last game of the season, was wearing – a kind of a charcoal sweatshirt with a yellow W similar to what we have for the Burgundy Zone merch. I love that. And I'm hoping that they're bringing that, bringing that along with the new name, kind of going coinciding with that new Jersey. I would absolutely mm. throw my money at that. Yeah. I know the merch is still real simple too, because of what, not wanting leaks and stuff. Well, Nike, yes, but also because it's, it's, I mean, frankly, give them credit. People are knocking the team for how this rollout came out, like for with the secrecy. But I mean, seriously, no Adam Schefter, no Ian Rappaport, no, you know, a week ago with Commanders. I mean, we mm. kind of all knew it was Commanders, but still the fact that no big media outlet was leaking this thing two weeks ago, I, I kind of thought uh, was a win. All right, let, let's wrap up this way. Andy, I know you've got a new project coming up and I want you to tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I am starting. I'm back behind the microphone. Uh, Monday, we dropped uh, our first show, The Bunker. Uh, with myself, uh, it was going to be with Shelly. Unfortunately, she's uh, she's decided not to uh, not to partake in the in the podcast, which I fully understand. She has her reasons with like, the whole name stuff, and that's fine. But um, I've got something up my sleeve that um, I can't really talk about right now. It's literally been getting texts while I'm sitting here talking to you guys. But yeah, we're back on Monday. It's just going to be once a week. We're going to be talking Washington Commanders. Um, we're going to have, we've already got some great guests lined up. So yeah, it's going to be a one weekly show. Um, so before Keith starts tweeting me that I'm doing 3000 shows a week, it's going to be dropping every Monday. Um, and obviously when the season, when the season gets back up and running, we'll be here, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back and talking some Washington football on a regular basis. So yeah, you know, you guys were, you guys will definitely be on for sure. So yeah, first show drops on Monday. Keith's just jealous. He, he doesn't have the stamina that you have. That's all. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. But yeah, we're back on Monday, man. I can't wait to get going again. The Bunker, man. That is such yeah, a great man. name, I'm so Andy. Glad we, I'm so glad we were the, now we're the commanders because I didn't have to rebrand and right. change the whole name. Yeah, but The Bunker is going to be launching Monday out of Spotify. You guys know the drill. It's going to be everywhere. So yeah, I can't wait to get going. Yeah, and Cal, you guys sorry. just real quick. That's okay. You guys uh, stick to the same schedule, right, with the Burgundy Zone during the offseason, two shows a week? Yeah, we did two shows a week. Um, typically, we do Monday and Friday. We're switching to today. We're recording an episode tonight simply just because of the name change. Whenever we have like a scheduling yeah. conflict or a family matter coming up, we usually kind of adjust our schedule or based on what the guest wants. But we're, we're doing Monday and Friday at the moment. That's what we're most likely going to be sticking with uh, for this offseason. Dude, it is going to be a fun one to say the least. I mean, last year we were so, I guess there was so much going on last year with the name change of the speculation there, the quarterbacks, it's even hyperdrive on at this mm. point because of free agency and, and coach saying that they're looking to trade for one of these quarterbacks. So him saying that it's just adding fuel, we're going to have so much to be able to talk about throughout this offseason. Mm-hmm. Not that many other teams have that uh, privilege, but it's always something to talk about here in Washington. Mm-hmm. And there's 
no doubt. Just Any just real no quick. Doubt. Just real quick. Do you yeah, think tomorrow? Do you think? Do you think tomorrow might take some shine off what we've done today? With the, the court, so. everything. I, I mean, loads of people have been saying, "Well, we're doing this today, and we've got this." I, don't, I personally don't think it. Well, I'm just interested to know what you guys think. Obviously, we've been here countless times, you know, Washington court cases and stuff like that. You know, we had, yada, yada. We've talked about it, but do you think it might take a little bit of shine off today? Not me personally. I mean, it's a it's a round table, mm-hmm. so it's not like a Senate hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important and it's necessary, and I think the three of us will agree they need to do more. If inappropriate inappropriate things were happening, not, not if. So yeah, I'd like to see that happen. Will it take shine off today? I don't think so. You know how fast the world moves. I don't even know if they're shine if it'll be shiny tomorrow. If nothing else had happened, right? People would still just be arguing and debating yep. what shades of burgundy's on the white jersey. You're right. Yeah, and no. and for tomorrow, Andy, the one thing I'll say is you can judge it off the first five minutes of what of hearing the committee. Based on what they say, if they because most likely the way that I interpret it, they already have an inkling. They already have a thought process on what they think really happened. And so, look, if you want to sit in an echo chamber and you love listening to that kind of stuff and go right ahead, my dude, then that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But most what politicians, this is just postering. This is to get their name out there so people recognize their name, that they're actually doing something. And that's what politics does, because if politicians really cared about your well-being and what how things go down. They wouldn't do half of the crap that they do. Yeah, no, right. fair, yeah, fair and point. One, one last one on the way out, uh, just because you brought up DC and uh, made me think about it. Uh, the commanders gives them a chance to get back into DC, which they did not have before. I, I still think it's probably slim because it's uh, federal land, and for whatever the reason, out, didn't, been, she, didn't the mayor tweet? It's time to get the next phase of this is to get she the team back did, to DC. and and she was on record saying, you know, basically they couldn't come as long as they were the Redskins. So this should open uh, area up back in D.C. We'll see. I still think the two spots of Virginia have the lead there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Everyone would love for them to go back to D.C. I mean, that is the number one. That's what we would all hope for is redoing RFK, tearing it down, and being able to build something similar to it right down the Potomac. It would look fantastic. It's it's politics, dude. It's politics. And that's all it is. And I'm not sure if they have to write a check. To Mariel Bowser to be able to convince her otherwise, or or to donate to one of her charities, or something. That's a Senate. That. There's a Senate committee that owns all that stuff. There, that's not even the mayor. Doesn't even really have a really. She gets so it's to, a yeah. Senate committee. I yeah, yep, yeah, it was the guy at least for the RFK site. There was it was odd because it was the congressman from Arizona, I think, who had really put his foot down on this redskin thing. How does that work? A guy from Arizona put his foot down. Right. On the they, he. They, there that's is a. a there is no, a, no one. It, there's a committee for all it's a, that is essentially a, a park area now. So they have a committee that oversees all that stuff. And he, uh, had a hard, okay. he had a hard on for the Redskins name and wouldn't even contemplate it. So again, it, I'm not saying that the doors open very much for a return to DC, but boy, if there ever was one, it's now particularly with the name that kind of really fits uh, DC. Yeah. They're trying to uh, cut in front of Virginia, obviously, from the way that it looks. Uh, because I think Yunkin has a lot to do with how they're reacting at this point, saying, oh, yeah, we want to. You could have said this two months ago because you knew the name was changing. You know, like you yeah. could have said, oh, yeah, they are changing it. Then we're going to be good to go for D.C. That didn't happen until today when all the attention is on Washington. It's typical people, man. Typical. Virginia got all the good stuff after we left. They got the lock off, you know, they got, they got all of it. They got all of it. Uh, I, gentlemen, I probably won't see you before the Super Bowl, so I'd love to hear uh, if you got a prediction on who you like for this game. 
Bengals. Like Ooh. Bengals. Yeah, just because they got just because he's only missing an S off his name, and it would be me. So yeah, borrow Bengals done. It's, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be a bad game. The Rams are going to dominate. Um, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times in their one win. Uh, what two times? What two in the divisional round? He got sacked nine times. He's been sacked like eleven times in playoffs already. Mm. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, they're going to go a wall on that dude. And I was talking to my father-in-law during that uh, AFC Championship game. He's like, I don't know who can beat the Chiefs. I was telling him well, the Rams can because the one thing that Tampa Bay did is they got after Pat Mahomes. And when you make yeah. Pat Mahomes flustered, get him out of the pocket, get him off his keel, he's not as effective. And the Rams can keep up with the Chiefs. On top fold, on top of that, I know the Cincinnati Bengals can put up a lot of points, but I don't think that that offensive line is going to be able to hold back Von Miller and Aaron Donald enough for Joe Burrow to score enough points to keep up with Matt Stafford mm. and Cooper Cup. I mean, those yep. dudes are just too freaking good. You're true what you say there about him moving out of the pocket. I think as soon as he moves, I, he, I think he has to be brave enough to stay in the pocket. But that's easier said than done when you've got you know you've got Donald and them guys coming towards you. So I think he's going to have to be brave. But I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good game. But I'd like to see the Bengals win it because I kind of they've gone through that whole thing of the Bengals are really a trash team. They're a bit oh, like yeah. it's a bit like if we made the Super Bowl in the next two seasons, everyone would be like, do you know what? I'd like to see the Commanders win the win the Super Bowl just because of everything that's gone on. So just for that reason alone, and yeah, like I say, because he nearly it's nearly his name's nearly Burrows, I'm going to stick up for the Bengals. Yeah, I'm well, I'm rooting for Cincinnati for that mm. reason, Andy. I love the underdog aspect. Mm -hmm. I would like small cities to be able to get that Super Bowl win. It, it adds competition to the NFL instead of one mm -hmm. of these big guys always winning the damn thing. But that I just don't think I don't think they have the the arsenal in place to be able to stop Aaron Donald and Von Miller. I think that's the, the tipping point. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I will be rooting for Matthew Stafford, the former Bulldog. So always root for the uh, Bulldogs if if the if the Commanders aren't in it. And Andy, you said it perfectly, man. It would sound so sweet when they say. Oh. Commanders in the Super Bowl. Dude, can you imagine in two, three seasons' time, if, so like Carl said earlier, someone comes and gets his team and grabs them by the you-know-what and just takes them and mm -hmm. goes, you know, all the negativity that the fans have put out now. We've got a chance now, guys. We've really got a chance. This is day one of the next, I know Jason Wright said it, of the, of the next 90 years. Why not? Why not us? Why not just why not right. build something great? You know, and I'm on board for the ride, and uh, yeah, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, all I know is that if they win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be running outside saying "Commanders," <laughs> just, just just flipping out, yelling at everybody for no reason, yeah. dude. I can't wait for that day, Andy, and it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, my brother. We'll all be there, fellas. Thanks, man. This was a blast, uh, Commanders. It is so we'll love it because that's the team we love. Check nice, you out sir. next time. All right, everybody. Thanks. Commander football. Woo! <laughs> I wasn't sure when this was ending, so I wasn't sure if I should do that or not. Thanks, Doug. You're the best, brother. All right, man. Thank you.